Hey everyone, what's up? This is ARW Raw. I am here today with the amazing Brahma Bull. What's up? Hey, what's going on? Yo, 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 how's it going? I'm just so <laughs> stoked to have you on the show. Yo, yeah, it's dope. Your energy is up there. Um, I'm good. Just working, you know, staying 10 toes down on the grind for my artists and, you know, my career and stuff like that, you know. I know how it is. Like, I totally get it. You just have to be kind of everywhere at once, be doing a million different things and wearing all the different hats, really, to be in charge of your own career and be hustling, as you said before, when we were on the phone. Before yeah, the I mean, I control, like, you know, I manage other people's careers, too, with mine on the side. It's 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 a balancing act, but it's it's OK. People like it. You know, they're not mad at the promotion or anything. It's just everyone's really happy you know exactly and i think it's incredible that you work for so many other artists but you also have your own career i think we first met through the app that once was wave but now it was defunded or whatever the uh community yeah. that had like the santa monica office all my performances were there online yeah. oh man i, I, I think people. they should have just waited a little longer if the pandemic would have hit like they would have been uh I feel like in a better position if they, they would have waited like, like two more months. Totally. Like they could have totally like taken over that market of the music side of TikTok. Like they could have created some sort of features or something. And it makes me sad because I was actually working on a really special project with one of the team leads at the app. And she had to break the news to me that they were like defunded completely and purchased by a Chinese company. Oh, so they were bought. Okay, I didn't know that they were bought. It just, I was ramping up my stuff too, and, you know, it just kind of hit. But um, maybe they, you know, the Japanese company may have known the pandemic was going to hit, and they bought them before they even, like, the pandemic got to America. Who no, knows? totally. Like, I think that might have been the case. And I think they're definitely some sort of company still, but it's not Wave, and it's not the same thing, like, um, I think you actually had your own show on Wave as well, like I did. Like, you know, you had your own day of the week where you streamed. Did you ever do that? Yeah, I did that um, with the whole uh, pyramid thing. Yeah. Um, it was popping. I, I liked it, and it was cool. I saw the potential in it, but, you know, you never know. You got to keep going, and you got to just keep getting your art out out there like you're doing with your podcast. You kept it going. Hey, yeah, we're here right now, right? Like, I think it's so cool that we can be recording and be in completely different parts of the world, even. Like, I've had people on my podcast who are literally in Africa or London or something, and they're able to come and talk on the show. And I think that, like, COVID really reinforced to everyone how valuable art is, not only as, like, a, a medium for expression, but also for connecting people and for just kind of uniting everyone together, like, I think that without art, we would not have gotten through the pandemic, personally, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it just um, brought up all these these different ways of, like, pushing media. I would have continued with my podcast, but it was just, like, the demand for the social media just got so high during the pandemic. And I didn't really have time. Right. You know, um, and, you know, my artists, I, I built that platform for them to get exposure. But exactly. it just the social media just started to come on so heavy. So I was just like, yo, I got to run with that. You know what I'm saying? I totally know what you're saying. And, you know, speaking on that, it is very overwhelming how many platforms there are now from TikTok to Triller to YouTube, Snapchat, 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, all of the normal platforms, so to speak. Um, and now there's the new ones like Clubhouse and, you know, here on Anchor with podcasts, it almost has its own social network within this app. I mean, I think it's very interesting to see how everything's branching out. But do, would you yeah. agree with the fact that, you know, it kind of makes things a little more watered down? Like it's you kind of have to sprinkle a little content everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you do have to kind of be everywhere, at least like have a profile with some following and it's maintenance to be an artist and to try to sprinkle your stuff everywhere. And I think that is true. I think you do need to be in multiple places like yourself, like you're the blueprint, you know what I'm saying? Like you're on Instagram live, you're on anchor, you know, and sponsorships come and people do notice and it grows. So it is, you know, a responsibility of an artist to do all this stuff now. Like it's not as easy as it was before. Um, especially now, um, you do have to do maintenance every day and the job is getting a little harder as a creator or in any sector of, uh, putting out content. So all these apps, I do feel like you need to be on all of them, at least somewhat. I totally agree. And like, it is a hard responsibility to be maintaining everything every day. Which is why, like, if you find a really good manager, someone like you, for example, you can really trust them to guide you of what to do. Like, oh, make TikToks and make your own dance to this song you put out last year or, like, get in on this Twitter trend with the hashtag. Like, I I make schedules for my artists. Like, look, like, this is your week. Take a picture, like, of you in the studio. Then go on live. And then Thursday is a podcast. Then Wednesday we'll put a video but artists never like stick to that. Yeah, art, artists artists never really stick to that schedule. Like I fully yeah. agree with that. Um, as someone who's had two managers before, like mm-hmm. like I just definitely felt like a lot of weight was taken off my shoulders when I was managed. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, unless you have a good manager like yourself, that person just kind of controlling you for no reason, and they're not really getting you any gigs, and you're the one getting the bookings. It kind of doesn't make sense. Honestly, like the booking situation. That's always asked on my part, but, you know, it's kind of hard. I think you need someone uh, directly associated with only booking because sometimes, like, they'll ask me to do too many things. Like, right. already control your website, social media, and, you know, I, I can't do everything, you know. Even though I can do everything, I, I really... I can't target everything. You know, you what have I'm to saying? delegate your time. Exactly. You can't be like everywhere at once. Exactly. And yo, you may not like doing your morning motivational post. Okay. Then you don't like doing it. Sometimes it's like getting the artist to do certain things is like right. management, you know, like, okay, you work out in the morning, then you do a post and then, you know, you do your stories. Then at night you say goodnight or something, you know, Getting like your artist to you do need it. to be on people's on people's radar because nowadays, yeah. like we were saying, watered down content. You know, there's so many creators. And my boyfriend Jordan and I were just talking about this last night. We were like, "What is even the point of trying to be quote unquote like viral or internet famous?" You know, like I have a bunch of friends from USC who have gotten really big, like millions mm-hmm. and millions of streams and followers and stuff. People like 24K Golden, Cosette, all these people with big accounts. And, you know, it definitely, you can see the toll on these people's lives, but it's like, what would you rather have? Like the virality or like a normal life? And if you choose the virality, that's great, but you need to like commit and like 
that's an example of people who committed and they chose their path, you know. They chose yeah. to do that. They chose it's, that. it's a choice and there's some luck and there's some prayer involved. For sure. It, you know, like if it's if it's if you're close, do you want to push all the way and try to make this your life through a phone or through visuals of what you want people to see? Or do you want to just keep it 100 and live your life and then just see what comes out of it? It's hard. <laughs> I feel like you're hard. a mix of those because I'm the same way. It's like, you know, you're posting some stuff as Brahmable as the artist, like as the sign artist who has all these connections and everything. But then on the other side, you're like, hey, I'm just grabbing a coffee or whatever. Like you're being honest with your fans and you're following. Like, how do you strike that balance? You know, <sighs> it's, it's kind of tough because sometimes I don't want to post too much of my stuff. Right. Because I have like nine clients. And if I don't post it balanced, that's why I haven't posted on my Instagram. Because, right. <laughs> like, it's just I don't want to show favoritism uh, with different artists. So I just control theirs. And just push my stuff out on my on my channel. Like I'm not archiving anything. I'm just gonna leave it and <laughs> you know work the stories because um, it's a balance. You know everybody is like fighting for their Instagram or their their social media guy. Because right. I've noticed like since the pandemic, like the social media guy gets all the budgets now. You know what I'm saying? That not is the touring so guy. Not the freaking other guy, the video guy. It's the video guy is really important now too, but it's just now I'm running like four different labels as the social media guy. So I had to like kind of step into that role and you know bring them more influencers, more organic promotion, um, more little tricks of the trade. And you know, it is a hard balance. I kind of lightly do it. I find the ways to promote but i had over like five million streams last year you know totally I can't even like promote that you know what i'm saying but like is most of that organic or do you like use like um playlisting to promote that i'm very curious because yeah. you have obviously like enough followers on social media right but it seems yeah. your music is more popular than your social content you know well, usually I use my account to test out different ways for my clients. So right. I'm doing a lot of advertising right now um, as far as like advertising with different companies that target like Spotify. You know, it's about layering. Like You'll layer like you'll get 10 playlists, um, then you'll layer the advertising and then it all kind of goes circle. But you have to layer it the right way. So you target different areas with the advertising so you know you kind of go like 50 bucks every two days you know um and it starts to catch an algorithm with spotify and like apple so it's it's a lot of trial and error on my part and when it works you know i benefit but then i implement into my other clients you know um right like you have to because you have to learn through something and you're not going to test it on theirs you're going to test it on yours so that you can get exactly. the result exactly yeah. and i don't want to bring my clients like anything that wasn't tested before like no one wants to be a guinea pig with certain things you know what i'm saying so oh i totally know what you're saying and as <laughs> someone who works in the social media industry myself you know, I have yeah. I have managed a lot of accounts since about like 2009 or 10 when I was in middle school. Mm -hmm. I started working in the social media industry and, um, you know, just working for different people in entertainment, skincare, yeah. all these different industries. The one goal that everyone has is to have that strategy 
that hits every time and they don't want to be that person who starts it off they want to be the Correct. one who sees it from yours like over Correct. the years i've definitely seen that from from all of my work every yeah and if you're investing in your career you you want something that's proven you want to see the roi on it totally and you want to make sure that it's like the impressions and everything are like legit you know what i'm saying i mean i do have some artists you know not to name any names but they just want 60 40 60 percent fluff 40 percent real and you know they're signed artists you know um there is a balance in the entertainment industry that changes those percentages through time. You, I just don't believe in the overnight success because I've never had it happen to me. I don't um, believe in it either, though. Like, honestly, yeah. my old account used to have 250,000 followers. Then I got banned because my manager at the yeah. time was having me post crazy videos that were like just unbelievable things and, yeah, yeah you know like obviously to get attention, shock you factor know? type thing exactly like like really yeah. um like very comedic skits that were very much <laughs> to get the attention and to garner more views i remember that yeah yeah exactly well, people could see you in one way for a long time and think oh wow she's so many followers but you could lose that overnight the same way that you could quote unquote blow up overnight so i i just don't believe in like overnight yeah, you have a comedic side you know? to you but that's not you no you know exactly like it's so much deeper than that me. like i i have so much more depth to my character and who i am and you know, my and mother. i like how you're like showcasing your relationship and like your lifestyle i think what you changed to is really working out for you um and it'll only you know you'll find out what works and what doesn't and you'll just adjust See, exactly. Like, you have to adjust and you have to appreciate learning things over time. And I like that you work that way with your clients. And, you know, that's kind of why I vibed with you immediately when I met you through, uh, you know, Wave, Kosha, all the Instagram stuff, everything. It's, it's, it's very interesting to see your career path as not only a manager, but as an artist. Like, I'd love to hear some more about your background. Like, you know, where did you grow up? How did you get to okay. where you are and all of that? That's really what I'd love to hear about. Well, um, I did go to school. I invested into a couple schools. Um, you know, I'm from Philadelphia. I was born and raised there. I moved to the mountains of uh, Pennsylvania, kind of like the suburbs of Philadelphia at, when I turned like 10. And, Which uh, area? You know, it was all... My dad's from there. Um, well, I was born in West Philadelphia. Then I moved to a city called Stroudsburg. Oh, I know where that it's, is. Uh... Yeah, my dad's from Elkins Park. <laughs> Okay, dope, because my phone number is still Stroudsburg area code 570. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I mean, that really, you know, it helped me to get out of, like, you know, the hood, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you leveraged yourself. Yeah, my parents just, like, moved me out. I I went to, like, a Montessori school. So, basically, it's almost like you're independent as a kid, you know? So... You know, there's there's no class structure. There's just like, yo, here's your workbook. You have to finish this much by like Friday. Just, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like and you can delegate like, yourself, so it teaches you a different mindset, which is like being in charge of yourself. Correct. correct. It and but I did go to public school after that. That kind of like trained me to work for myself. I guess I don't know. Um, that's what I was used to uh, figuring out problems myself not um just running and asking a teacher i would have to figure things out myself so led me to college where 
I went the technical route. I was like computers were coming on. I went to a school called Full Sail. It's in Orlando, Florida. It's a audio engineering school, um, and it has film and it has marketing. But I went for audio engineering. So you know, I was really into the music, vinyl collector. And, you know, I learned all the techniques of how to make beats, how to work a big board and stuff like that, the ins and outs of studios. Mm -hmm. So then I moved back home. I didn't really want to stay in Orlando. Uh, I did some street promotion for the promo team. So back then it was like records and there was this thing called reggaeton that just came out. So um, I, I worked in the street team, taking the vinyl to the clubs and reggaeton kind of blew up. Um, I worked with an artist named Don Omar and Pitbull. You know, I know you heard of them, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, I, I I broke their records, basically, in Orlando. So I was the representative for that song in Orlando. So my job was basically to take the records to the club and give them to and the And promote DJs. it and get them to say, hey, this is a new dope song. Get it popping in the club. Yeah, exactly. So I would just be a club guy, yeah. you know, um, promotion, early promotion. So after school, I, I interned at some studios uh, in Times Square, New York. And uh, I lived in New Jersey with my friend and I would commute back and forth from the Poconos to New York City. Oh, that's a and, big commute, um, though. That's huge. Yeah, it was like three hours Dang. every day. And those tickets, it was the March bus station. So I would ride with like the, um, you know, people from the Poconos trying to commute to the city because the Poconos didn't really have an industry. It didn't have a lot of jobs. It was a suburb. Exactly. You know, like I'm, um, from, I'm so from DC, I, um, Bethesda, Maryland, right next to DC. So, oh, so nice. I know that whole area. And like, yeah, like that, that's, that's not where it's at. Like you have to go into the Yeah, city. like your hometown. It only has so much for you unless you were raised in like Los Angeles or New York City. Like you got to get totally. out. Totally. You know, and, you know, it was hard. You know, it's a mental thing to try to like run to another city to get your career started or even to like make some money, you know, um, for yourself. Like, I think the dream of going after college and like, yo, I'm going to walk right into a job. Unless you're like in accounting or like a lawyer or something like that, you're, you're not going to get a yeah, job. Yeah, like that's not how it works. Like people don't understand that perception. Like even even having gone to USC business, like people think yes. undergrad. So like I got my business cinematic arts degree. So I was in with the other oh, people in most of the classes who were just business administration. And they all would talk like, you know, oh, I'm going straight into like working at this huge company. And, you know, even if that is the case, you're at the bottom in the mailroom and you're not really going to learn much. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that whole little dream. And I moved back with my parents after school. Like they held me down. That's like, amazing. I stayed there for a long time. Like it was before, like people were starting to do that. Like shout out to like, your family think... for being OG on it. <laughs> exactly. Like they held me down, like just come back, get your stuff together. And it was a few years. I couldn't really get a job in the industry i had to kind of like get like email blasts and like different type of promotions like you like, had to make your own I didn't... correct and like i think that's the way that people do it now but back in the day it was like the internet just started like email marketing wasn't a thing you had to like figure out how to get a song to the people yeah. you know 
Um, and it took a long, a lot of being broke, a lot of like mental tolls of like, you know, I can't chill with my friends and go Friday night to do this. Like I have to sacrifice like everything, like video editing and everything. It's, it's, that's all self-taught Photoshop. Like, so I was on unemployment. There's little secrets to unemployment where you can get classes through the state. So I ended up doing that. I went to a community college. There's this thing called CareerLink. They'll fund you school for one semester. So I did video editing and photography. So I did that. I learned some trades on that. And um, then, you know, I was I got with my my wife of right now. She was like, look. You know, you want to come to California with me? I'm going to law school. And I'm like, bet. Because previously, I had taken some classes out here. I had went to a school called Los Angeles Recording School. Oh, I know where that is. Out here. Yeah, it was audio engineering. I thought I wanted to sit behind the board and press the buttons when really I didn't. Yeah, but you had to learn through the experience. Yeah, like, it, it, it sucks. I mean, I know how to engineer, but... I just didn't like the way the artists were treating the engineers and it wasn't enough money. Um, you get like 25 an hour on every hundred dollars. Yeah. It just, it just wasn't enough to break me or for me to even pay my rent, honestly. So I, I bridged into a little more internet, you know, I saw this internet rising. I learned some tricks of the trade. So when was there. this like early two thousands? This is like, 2016 i went to larw that seems like so long ago Wait, but you're now. saying the internet just popping but, you mean like social media okay okay social media I was like, that's what internet. I meant. Like, like that has to be like 2001 well when i went to full <laughs> full sale like youtube had just oh, started okay, like, I, got I had a laptop so it was like just it was like just people getting behind logging in and like making accounts and stuff yeah, like not everyone had a laptop. I had like the only laptop at my school. Okay, you know? I see, um, I see you, I see you. So basically, like, I came back out here and like attempted again, like to really like go all in. I started to figure out different things. Like, it got to the point where I was doing email marketing, then promotion on socials, and I was barely making rent. Like no money still. And then, you know, things with social media started to pick up. I learned more. I got a camera for my grandmother and I started to learn photography and music videos. And then it just kind of like snowballed into now, you know, um, I can't, I really stayed 10 toes down. I had a nine to five for like three months before I got fired it was like a really hard time. Oh my god! Wait, um, what type of job was the nine to five? It it was um, selling real estate oh, no. websites. <laughs> that sounds as boring and as it I would probably have to make was. Cold calls. It really was because I was doing shows at South by Southwest. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of I've heard of it. I, I've always wanted to go. I've had friends who have performed there. Yeah, and it was like I was doing shows there. I was into show production selling slots and people were performing i i used to go to shows i used to make shows like little mini festivals like basically i would buy time at a venue maybe like uh 10 hours let's just say and i would do a festival there so 
you know, I get a DJ, I rent out the venue, we get lanyards and people would perform and they would pay to be on stage, just normal funding their own show. Yeah. And, it, and I did that for four years. I had like Skip It a Flip. I had Cap G. Um, he's an artist out of Atlanta. And it started to snowball pretty well. Like I had Space Ghost Perp. Um, I did another show in A3C. It's like show pro. You know what I'm saying? No, like I, I totally got you. That's what you kind of got to do. Like it's either that. Or that and the the bars on Sunset Strip, like I, I was yeah, Viper like Viper Room, room when like you study did that room, all that, yeah, yeah. So basically, you rent it out, you make a deal with the venue owner, like, look, you can keep the bar. I'm going to be selling slots to give you your money for the venue time, right? And you that's know? smart because then you're making money back. You're not just like throwing it for nothing. Correct. I was trying to make money, like I was booking everybody and anybody making my own flyers, making a mixtape around it, like giving artists like the full run of everything that I could do. Um, I would probably only make like 600 bucks leaving and coming back. But, you know, the artist really liked me and it would open up like services after we got back, you know, um, right. barely keeping everything together. Like, my wife was lying to me about what the rent was because I was so broke. You know. Oh my god! Was... But that's so sweet of her that she loved me so much, and she was like, <laughs> she was like, the I'll rent is six hundred, and I'm like, <laughs> the rent ain't six hundred. You know, she really. Oh my like... god! That's so sweet. That's I really know. sweet. How did you guys meet again? You said you met when you were on the East Coast. Like, where where did you meet? Uh, we met like I was working with a DJ coalition, and she was you know, kind of interning, helping out, like music, and, you know, we did a conference call, and you know Aww. my voice is, like, sounding really good on here right now. She liked it, too, you know? Um, <laughs> so she kind of, like, hollered at me. This was, this was when Instagram was just starting. There was only Twitter and, like, Facebook. So um, we started talking, and then she just started to get at me. Like, I was so, like focused i didn't see her really hollering at me like you know i didn't have time for girlfriends and all that stuff and then it just eventually like snowballed into a relationship you know oh that's so cute so, <laughs> so <laughs> i'll be looking at your stuff like oh you know all the same way with your man and stuff so oh that's so sweet and like it makes me happy always to see people in the industry be able to have a relationship because like everyone wants to have that whole image of like they're so bad and whatever and they're so yeah. you know single and hot or whatever i just think it's it's cool when there's people like you who are down to earth and i guess i'm the same way where it's like you're just being honest and posting stuff like where yeah, you're and it's your fun are. you know i mean y'all made y'all little page and stuff it's just who you are you're keeping it like totally 100 you know exactly i totally agree and like there are some artists, right, like Dorian Electra, for example, or like Ash Nico, where it's like you have to be like all the time, be the character, right? And like that's a commitment yeah. that I don't know if I could ever make again after the old ARW brand. I mean, I some really of this stuff, some of this, these relationship like pages are like, come on, do y'all really do this? Yeah, like, no, take totally. A and it's like, why are you putting on a whole character? Like, 
I mean, it's just, I mean, I think they just want to, it, it is popular. I think people wish their relationships were kind of like your page or some of these other, like, we make a little prank video on each other and ha ha ha, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that stuff is not real. But they're, it's acting. It's it's entertainment, so it does work. Yeah, um, like, I like that ours is real, like, our YouTube show and stuff. And, like, we haven't yeah. been doing it for a while, Love Lockdown, just because we've been so busy. But we're picking it back up next week and, like, planning on filling everyone in and stuff. And, like, it's okay, for example, to be like, oh, I was we were so busy with work and all the things we were doing. Now we're back on the show. What's up, everyone? You know, be honest. Don't be, like, you know, living this life where you're always committing to something and then it's you have to say no to all these other things. And yeah, and I've managed an artist that try, they just like tried to do it. Like, yo, we're going to make uh, relationship vlogs and we're just going to do this. And I'm like, yo, if it, if you have to plan this much to do it, it ain't worth it. It's not going to look real. Yeah, you know totally. And like, also don't film everything. Like, for example, we went to um, Insomniac's event, Electric Mile. I don't know if you heard about it, but it was like the one. Yeah, where, like, you like drive through, right? Yeah, exactly. And we were like, oh, should we bring the GoPro and like film our cat Boba and us having a good time with our friends? And it's just like, there's some times where you just can't be filming. It's supposed to be a fun time just for memories, you know? Exactly. And I think this generation needs help with that because like the artists you're talking about, you know, it's nice and all to plan all that out and to be like coming up with ideas and like, you know, definitely keep note of that, but don't be, you know, living your life for a post. Like I've been there before and it's not fun to be, you know, have so many followers, but you don't have a life. That's real talk. And then it like kind of clouds your relationship. Like you're thinking about that more than like just enjoying the time. Totally. So, but yeah, like there was just a, there was just a shift to like basically, there was just more demand for social media and I started to do a lot of research on how to like beat algorithms, do YouTube ads. And like, I was recommended by a lot of people like, you know, building your building inside of somebody else's like label. So say like they're just a consultant, but they're in a label. Right. If you provide some of the services that they don't, that they want to offer to other people that sort of helps like yeah okay, they don't have it and you know how to do it so you have something they don't have exactly and they're really like promoting themselves at with a big package so yo for five grand a month i'll give you five things that i do but one thing that almond does you know and you get more of those recommendations and then it turns into they only want social you know so um right so there's a lot of consultancy so there's a lot of like people that will recommend me out there it started to like my name started to get recommended a lot in different circles and i did a good job and i would hold client retention on certain artists and you know some of the artists that i'm still with like chef sean like his career has really grown since i've I've been with him and he's more of a friend now. Like he was at my wedding. He was a groomsman. Like, you know, it's bigger than work now with a lot of these artists. And sometimes they have a break and then they come back, you know, totally. Um, like that's how, that's how it is. You know, these relationships, yeah. you have to really foster them, but kind of, you know, just keep your own database and check up with people. You can't be like, so on top of people all the time. And honestly, I wasn't like the man in the beginning. Like I did, I wasn't as experienced with music videos and stuff, but 
they believed in me to fix problems or see things all the way through, you know? Um, and if I didn't know something, either figure it out and do as good as I can. Cause I, I haven't paid anyone to help me promote, but I feel like you want to stick with the same person that you have. Um, and all, during all this, you know, I, I've still been practicing production and mixing and, you know, it's been years of me just practicing every day. And that's why now, like, from the beginning, the beats are way better. They're cleaner. I'm, I'm still learning on that side. Right. Like, and, and, and you're learning. Like, sorry not to yeah. cut you off, but, like, you're learning. Like, that's something I want to emphasize to my Westies is, like, don't – and your fans, too. Like, don't be so focused on, like, one thing that you don't ever learn again. Because, like, everyone can learn something new or perfect their craft. Correct. And that's where it's either you go get out to eat and go get drunk or socialize or do you sit and try to learn? And that's where I chose learning over like being social, you know, um, only because it's like a a computer based business, you know, or a technical side of things. But like, sometimes you need to network a little more to meet more people. As an artist, it's probably more networking. Um, but there's a choice. There's an A and B in there. It's kind of like, which one you going to choose? Because, like, YouTube has everything you can ever need for anything, you know? Definitely. And, like, you have to understand that that's something you need to be good at in order to be seen. Like, again, back to what we were saying earlier in this call, you know, some artists, they want to say, like, oh... I want to work with all these different producers and I want to be on like all the websites and everything, but then they just totally slack and they never like keep it up. It's better to be on everything and be posting once, even once a month, let's say like you're not even posting once a week, once a month, you at least have some sort of consistency there. Correct. Correct. And time management is a big thing that I'm still getting together uh, when to shut it off or when to like turn it on um, right because you don't know like are you wasting time like responding to all these dms correct. of people who aren't even going to be clients or do anything for you or whatever correct or, yeah it's like hard to like manage everything and to to delegate especially when there's a million notifications coming at you all day long you know i've actually turned most of my notifications off besides calls and texts and email honestly because there's a, you have to have balance like you know relationship life living exercise and then there has to be work so it's like time management and balance you gotta find where you fit in you know and amen to that seriously (laughs) yeah so once you get that you'll have time to learn time to work time to play like my my family got me like video games because i was overworking you know they just said look you gotta like chill Cause I will overwork. No, I'm like, the same way as you, which is like, you're a hustler and you see your dreams and they're like right in front of you. You can almost grab them, but you need to like, just put in those extra 900 hours of work. And you're like, I can do it. And everyone around you is like, you are literally on your last limbs. Like, burning that's what the I'm saying. <laughs> like I can see bags around your eyes. Like, are you, you haven't been sleeping. Like your mom will tell you. <laughs> exactly. You know? And they're like, why are you overworking again? And, you know, I like to hear that, but it's like, I like to complete tasks. I don't like to leave things halfway. And when you work for yourself and you get your own money, I'm kind of like scared to like lose money. You know, I'm, I'm scared to like, you know, dip into my savings. Like I worked 
for comfortability. Like, no, I'm the same way. Balance, and you know, you you talk that stuff in your songs. Like, I know you're not anyone to play with. You know what I'm saying? So I know he was cut pretty fast yeah like totally and that's that's kind of my personality it's not even just the character of me as amanda rome west like it's me as a person amanda rome i'm really grateful to you that you uh admire my music like that and that you are you know noticing my messaging inside of the songs but uh that's how it is you're hustling yeah i mean work ethic you can't like whatever you're promoting whatever you're pushing it comes down to work ethic and trying hard. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And you're trying everything you got, you know, all, every talent you got, even podcasting, like you even bridged into that. Like you're just really out here hustling and I respect the hustle. Thank you, Brahma. I respect your hustle too. I'm like, I never know what to call you, Brahma. Oh man. Like you have so many names. <laughs> I love it. No, I'm just, I, you know, I, I enjoy like working for myself. i I have to be reminded of how hard I worked, like, you know, from the mixtapes to doing all this stuff. And I finally, like, found a groove. And, you know, I work from country artists, R&B, you know, hip-hop is kind of, like, my target. But, you know, I got acoustic people that just play guitar. But, like, that's what I like about you. Like, you don't just choose one niche and then only do that because that's how you end your career in like 20 years like you really worked from the bottom literally up to the top and you're working with the top labels and you understand that you have to diversify like i really admire your hustle in that way because you never tell let let me rephrase this you never let anyone tell you no and even if they do tell you no you just choose another option that gets you the same goal you wanted yeah, and it's just about, like, explaining, like, all this stuff can be catered to anything. Like, you know, you could just target pop. You can target certain niches, and you do your research on who's the influencers. And, like, country, I got shout-out to Kimberly Dawn. She's the first country artist or second I've worked with. She's on, like, Sirius XM now with the promotion. Sometimes it's not even about paying me. It's about like me just talking to you and like, why don't you get an advertising guy? Why don't you target this? And why don't you target that? Like, it's just like sometimes conversations, it doesn't have to end all with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, totally. And that's actually why, like, obviously we'll talk about this separately aside from the podcast, but that's why after my rebrand, I'm really interested in working with you. Cause once my website is completely redone, I have my new merch out. It's like, and like yeah, new songs, yeah. like every like four months at least that's when the advertising and marketing come in and some people don't get like you need to hit that at the right time like you need to get that website perfected before you pay for these services you know and honestly it's like yo if if i if i know a good resource why would i like get the resource like and charge you an extra 50 bucks so i can keep 50 bucks to give you the resource totally and you're you're an honest person which i really respect like there's so many people in this industry, as you and I both know, who just literally want to play people for money. They're just like, oh, you want to hear about this this resource? Well, you're going to have to pay $250 to even access that feature or whatever. Some people do that to talk to me. Right. Like, I just found out, like, a couple people charge 250 to link them with me, you know? And that's cool. I don't mind that because I need the in-between consultants. You know, that means I have value. You know, right, right. But I'm saying, like, it's interesting because you're not someone who has no morals. Like, you clearly think about clients and you think about someone, okay, do I want to work with them? Do I want to be on their show or whatever? You think about it before you do it. Like, some people are just so thirsty for money that they will do anything. And, like, I know it's it's been there. 
I've been broke. I've been, I lived out of a hostel for a year, like $25 a day. Like I've sold different things inside the hostel, like Molly, you know, and I've just been there and I've done it. And even if you're money hungry, it's about being genuine because they'll come back, you know, when they're ready. And, um, you know, I've been through the hardships and been like grabbing for money, but it's just, it never works out in the long run. Yeah. Those situations, right. Where it's like only something for the money. Like I always say to myself, you know, I'm only going to take an opportunity if it benefits my career and my wallet, I'm not going to, or just my career period, but I'm not going to take jobs that just benefit my wallet unless I really need the money. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you only have 24 hours, every single waking day you have on this earth and you have to decide what are you going to do during that day? Or like, sometimes it's like you somebody up and you know, they're not going to find anyone better. And they always come back, you know? Totally. I'm no, I'm on the same page as you. Just to kind of, you know, wrap up the podcast. I'd love to hear (laughs) some more about what artists can do during COVID in your opinion to grow their audience. So like, what could, what could any artist who's just an indie artist, you know, representing themselves, you know, have a small budget. What do you think they could do to pull themselves up to have a bigger reach? Well, you have to think about the time that we're in. Um, people are going to go back to, like, methods that they're comfortable with. Like, you know, you wake up and you check Instagram. So you need some consistency on that side. So if it's a podcast, if it's, like, um, even, like, mentoring, like, you look, I have – you know, morning motivation of this per day, you know, um, just consistent things that come every Thursday. Cause I did a campaign with uh, an artist and he did like an IG TV show every Monday and it's starting to grow through the pandemic. Um, and that just gives me like more insight on like having things consistent. Don't miss your time with certain things because people are on patterns right now, you know. Um, totally, you know, and they're, they're like waiting for that episode to drop. And if you don't drop it, they're like, "Oh, the next person." They're like, "Guess, guess he's even not doing if that it's anymore. not like your strongest episode you have, it's got to be consistent. And there's going to be down times with certain things. Like, I don't want to do Motivation Monday, or I don't want to wake up with inspiration today. But just still be there you know there has to be some kind of consistency to you as an artist or what you're kicking even if you're not a motivational person even like accountability just like saying to your followers like what's up what's up like how's it going or like hope everyone has a blessed day like even if you're saying things that don't feel so authentic to you you know try to try to brighten someone else's day and something i've learned from getting a peloton bike actually and starting that whole separate fitness journey that yeah that has like changed my life like as someone who is a fitness instructor and does work out like two to did work out two to three times a week throughout the pandemic just like Mm -hmm. on zoom with my trainer um the getting the bike and like working out pretty much almost seven days a week with the the messages that are inside of these workouts inside themselves are motivational like telling you you know put 100 into your life you know be there for yourself show up and i was not feeling the best emotionally going into 2021 you know i'd been through a lot of 2020 like just like everyone else and you know really not feeling it the most and you know even if it's something like that like a class or like 
doing a zoom with your mentor or like speaking with someone like you have to take accountability for yourself and say like how am i going to keep myself inspired because otherwise you're just going to be burned out uh, that's totally I agree with that it's almost like playing sports like I played sports but it taught me to like show up and like dive on the ground for the ball like if I dive that means I'll do like anything to get it you know and those same qualities like I held on to you know with training you know so even sports into exercising like even you just getting your gear on and being ready, like that teaches you something. So I think you're right. Like you have to have some kind of consistency and something for people to schedule. Like I noticed that in clubhouse, like you can schedule these meetings. If you're consistent enough and get it to the people, they'll schedule with you and they'll start believing anything and start shelving out some money. Totally. And like, I think that's a really good point you just made about Clubhouse, for example. It's like, utilize your resources. You know, most people who went to USC with me didn't even know that there's a Trojan Network website, didn't even know, you know, you had to sign up for your alumni card and email within six months of graduating, and they missed that train. So they, because Mm -hmm. they had their head down, didn't notice, oh, I could have this entire network at my fingertips, and if I say the right thing, maybe someone's going to help me. You know, you have to look at what's available to you. Like, whether you're a student or you're a 50-year-old person who already has their full career, whatever it is, you can always be expanding your network and, like, making connections. I think, you know, Clubhouse, I only downloaded it this morning because all these people told me, come on it, whatever. I got all these invites. And even just, like, opening up those chat rooms where there's people, you know, having these audio conversations you know, you really see, okay, like these people are connected now and they're going to add each other on Instagram and they're going to do a collab or whatever it is. It really does transfer to Instagram. Like it really does work. Yeah. And it's ambition. Like people really want things in their life, you know? And if this app is what someone told me about, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try to like brand myself on there and why not? It's a phone app. It's pretty popular. Just try it. Yeah, just try it. People want to win. Take an hour out of your day to, you know, scroll through and understand the features and understand which, you know, interest communities you're in. And um, I was on a conversation earlier today on there where it was like about Jewish culture because today's Holocaust Remembrance Day. And I was saying, mm-hmm. yo, you know, follow me on Instagram. I'm doing this collab with this necklace company that makes Jewish star necklaces that are dedicated to the Holocaust survivors. And it's like in memory mm-hmm. of them and all this stuff. And that really was like to people, whoa, you know, you just do that and donate your time to this company. You're just being helpful to spread their message. And I'm like, yeah, like, why not? Like, if we can all help each other, why not help each other? And guess what? Got a ton of Instagram follows from that. So, you know, just be genuine and get yeah. out there and get your get your uh, voice heard. Yeah, I did some interviews at the Holocaust Museum. Um, It's in, like, uh, Bel Air. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, I did an interview with some, like, teachers and directors from over there. I'll send that to you. It's going to be on PBS. Um, I actually did a video for them, so I I do have a better understanding of some things on that side. I mean, I love Cantor's. Me and my wife love You know that I shot my Jewish-ish music video there, right? (laughs) No, I didn't oh know that. Oh my god, you gotta go watch them on YouTube. I film inside of the deli and in Kibitz room on all like down Melrose and everything. You know, and <laughs> I knew what to say right now. You know what I'm saying? So that's like research, you know? So I already know what you about. You're a real hard worker. I know what you're targeting. And, you know, I said that right there. So research, 
knowing that stuff is just like before an interview. I mean, you know, just just love what you do and just keep going. I mean, you give this two more years, you're going to be straight. Like, don't even worry about it. Totally. I fully agree. And like, I mean, I guess as your advice to me, what would your advice to me be? Just like keep hustling, keep creating, keep making it happen. Yeah. And there's like, you know, just keep doing you keep being consistent, being on these new networks, networking. I mean, we're all in the Powerball game. Some people hit, some people don't, you know, I mean, do it for yourself. You know, um, I do do it for myself. I was actually talking about that on Instagram right after my workout before we hopped on here. I was like, for anyone asking, because people have asked this to me, like, oh, do you do your podcast to make money? Because I do make money off this podcast. I'm not going to lie. But like, do I do it to make money? No, I do it for myself because I love meeting people who are like minded creators, entrepreneurs, business people, whatever it is, and hearing their point of view. You know, everything can't be for money or financial gain. Yeah, and if you need money, get a job on the side. Work at Starbucks, like or like not know, even but... Starbucks. Like you can work from your house now. Like literally find things you know how to do and like go and Anything. like go on Indeed and find someone who needs to hire you for that. <laughs> yeah, like there's resources out there, but just do stuff for you. Like I just noticed, like doing it for the money, it's harder. You don't give everything. You're not creative. Um, do things for yourself and for the love and it'll just come out. It'll just work. Totally. I'm, I'm definitely on the same page. And what are all your social handles? Just so all my fans can follow you and check you out. <laughs> um, oh. Brahma Bull, uh, B-H-R-A-M-A-B-U-L-L. And, you know, that's the handle for Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I do have like Grindfest Music Group. Anything grind, G-R-Y, Grindfest, um, that's my company, too. We've been releasing some records with an uh, artist named B-Knockin. I produce his records. And, you know, if people evolve into different things, like, I'm so cool with that. You know, I mean, I don't want you to just be one thing if that's what you don't want to be. You know, if you want to be multifaceted, I'm just going to support you on that one sector of your talent, you know? Like you're a podcaster, this could pop off for you. You know, you could be on Sirius XM later. So that may overshadow other things that your artistry, you never know. Right, like you artistry. have to have multiple things going for you. Like that's really Correct. good advice to everyone, honestly. Just like doing everything you can, everything in your skill set and in your wheelhouse. Cause one day, you know, you never know which one's gonna blow up, whether it's video creation, podcasting, music, or like whatever. Like I And I'd then say- you could use that to fuel your other stuff, you know? Totally like instead of like watching other people's lives or whatever you instead did the research and and made the leap to take it to another level and that's all you got to do <laughs> do you want to do this or do you want to do no, that right and, and like for example like like for example i'm never afraid to like pay someone for their services that they're going to help me like for example like Correct. oh i need to learn more about youtube marketing you know you're the first person i would go to and i would want to pay you for your time because I respect you as an individual and as a business person. There are people out there who won't look at themselves in the mirror and say, look, here's what I'm going to get from point A to point Z, where I want to eventually be. People would rather delay, delay, delay their dreams because they don't want to put in the work to get there. Correct. Correct. And uh, yeah, I like to, I like to pay people if they have something that, you know, I used to try to just go around. How did he do this? I'll figure it out. But that's so much time. 
Right. Like, and it's like if someone if you want someone on your team, you need to show them that you respect them genuinely. I just got to shout out all my like videographers that uh, I got into doing some music videos and stuff and some people really helped me out. Just shout all them out. Me too. Like shout out to like, all the people who me. helped on the projects and like took took on that yeah. role. Yeah, because I wasn't I didn't go to school for video or you know, producing music videos, but I got on some like sets with Kyle, Little Yachty. You know, you know I used to work at Psycho Films, right? No, I didn't know that. That's what yeah, I used to work for Sam. So yeah, like I'm on the same page as you, which is like you know, like you gotta ride that wave and learn from people, but at the same time, yeah. let people teach you. Correct, correct. And sometimes I interned a couple. I I was director on a couple, and sometimes I was just like doing pushing paperwork. Bro, like that's or... the hustle. Like, do you know? That's okay, I have to tell you about this on a whole other time. But like, I interned throughout college, so I've worked at like over ten entertainment companies just as an intern, unpaid. So like you really wow. have to pay your dues. You have to be Honestly. taking the taking the risk, taking the uh, initiative for yourself yourself. Correct, and you got to build experience. Like they don't want to see nothing on a resume, and even if it, it I don't think anything's resume based. It's kind of like what you've done. You know, if you've done a whole bunch of stuff as an intern, but the other guy's resume is has all this schooling on it, I would go with the person that's actually been up. In exactly exactly you just got to find your niche and like really put your stuff out like okay it may not be like quentin tarantino but it's an independent film yeah like, like and you I tried totally your heart. agree and like just you know to close it out like a quote i saw on instagram the other day was like you don't have to be the best just be confident enough to be putting things out all the time don't always second guess yep. yourself or always overthink it just be confident enough to be putting everything out as you go you can't wait for one day. You have to do now. Or something along those lines. And it really spoke mm -hmm. to me because I'm like, look, you know, I've shot music videos where it's just gorilla style. And it's like I only had two shots mm -hmm. to choose from. And like the one on do. the beach that you had? That was gorilla style. Which one? That You had one on the beach and you had like a feature. Oh, yeah. I have Paperboy Diddy in it. Yeah, ARW. That was, yeah. that was totally gorilla too. Exactly. And you have to be able to yeah. roll the punches. And you know, if, if you even if you're reviewing the video and you say, "Oh, I don't really like that shot," or "Oh, you know, I don't really like this," it's like that's too bad. You have to be confident enough to be putting things out all the time. It doesn't matter if you don't have eighty thousand dollars for a music video. You got to make it on five hundred <laughs> if that's what it takes. Listen, if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. And like, if you're gonna yeah. leverage yourself, that's how it's, it's got to go. And everyone wants to see an evolution. Like, okay, your first video isn't like miraculous okay i don't expect it to be miraculous but once you do it like 10 times it's gonna be better no you know? exactly so... like for example looking at my watch me music video which was my first video ever to my ashkenazi one which i just put out this month it's like mm -hmm. you really look at it and you're like i can see the transformation not only as like an artist but as a business person making the videos happen as the producer like even if you're just the artist in the videos and like let's say you don't have the best choreography right but then you eventually become like almost a professional hip-hop dancer people love to look back and see that video timestamp 2016 and say wow it's 2035 now and i can't believe you're on dancing with the stars you know whatever it is they yep. want to see that they want to see that trip over time correct and yep that's exactly my point like it's a journey and like they want to see the evolution too so just keep at it and I don't know everything. Like, my word isn't everything. But, you know, from my experience, just, like, keep going and 
just build on it and have fun like really you know put as much effort as you can in. no exactly and like i'm definitely on the same page as you with that like again thank you so much for being on the show and like missing all these calls and meetings and stuff to speak with me and my fans and you know i can tell we're <laughs> no, gonna be friends for a long time i really like your vibe and i like how hard you work at your craft yeah i might not show everything but you know i know people know that i'm working um Got uh, an album coming out produced uh, that I produced with uh, B Knockin. Um, more jazzy. He's he did a lot of marching uh, during last year's march. He's a photographer, um, so look out for that. Um, another artist, Chef Sean, is dropping his single coming up. We did his video. King Coe's dropping a single. Like all my artists are really trying to put their most work in. But thanks for letting me plug my stuff. I appreciate it. I know this is popping. I'm about to be popping. After I know. And, like, you already are popping, but you're about to be popping with, like, 10-year-old Jewish girls, which is, like, a whole other vibe. Um, just saying. Also, like, it's all good. It, it hits like nothing else, I'm telling you, for real. But <laughs> thank you for coming up. But hopefully, show. like, people could listen and, like, maybe get motivated a little bit. I, that's what this podcast is network. for, you know, to show people, look, this person did it. This person's here. They're at the top or whatever. They're on their way up <laughs> and they're doing it. And, you know, I've had people from Disney execs to entrepreneurial people making weed pens on the show. And something that everyone <laughs> has in common is, like, how you are, which is really motivated, never afraid, like you said earlier, to, like, be putting stuff out even if it's not you know, a Quentin Tarantino film or like, you know, it's not like a Jay-Z track. Like you have to start somewhere. And also there's something to be said for a journey as like not even an artist, just as a person. So I really have loved to see like your whole evolution in this podcast even and like hearing about your whole career from where you started to where you are now. And, you know, I can't wait to see what happens in the next five to 10 years with you. It really seems like you have something going for you here with your strategies. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, my artists, either they do just are in a better place than they were before. That's really all you can really ask for is just get in a better place. Hopefully some of them blow up or I blow up or Right, whatever, and I like that you, you know. place all your bets in different categories. You know, you're not just banking on yourself. You are investing in other people's careers to help them, but also help yourself. And that's important. Well, thanks for everything today. I'm going to listen back and I'll share it and I'll follow you. I think I follow you on all your stuff. Whenever I see something come up, I try to. Yeah, you too. And like, and subscribe to my YouTube, you know, follow my TikTok, all of that. Um, You know, I'm really holding myself accountable this year to be monetized on YouTube and to be on that next level. Because when I was in college, I could only post like once every few months, but now I'm trying to post every week, (laughs) putting consistent. No, we'll work on that. I'm doing a few people's now and, I'll give you a little tips and tricks on the underground <laughs> on how to get it done. I appreciate fast, that, bro. You know? And I hope you have a great rest <laughs> of your day. I look forward to connecting again. All right. Thanks a All lot. Right, peace. I'll see you later. Peace. Oh, thank you.